Hello and welcome to the Common Rounds. Thank you for joining us today. Some medical students learn by drawing, others learn by reading. We learn by doing podcasting. Exactly. Uh, we, we learn by a bit of drawing as well. Yes. Let's, let's not okay. underestimate our artistic talents, but yeah. I think yeah, this is our way of helping others and helping so ourselves. So today we're going to be talking about radiation oncology. We've talked a lot about chemo yeah. as well as other... Uh, we can't really stop uh, finish a cancer topic, uh, oncology topic without actually talking about radiation. And yeah, it's an important part of... You know, yeah. The treatment modality, especially with chemotherapy, which we'll talk about in the future, as well as surgical approaches as well. Mm-hmm. Do you want to kick us off? Well, I, actually, before we start, we have to say that we're not, not both of us don't have a background in physics, no, right? Neither. So what we're going to talk about is the basic principle, and um, we don't claim to really understand the physics of it, but hopefully we can communicate the key points across to help you understand why is it called radiation oncology, or why is it called killing of cells by radiation? With this modality, what you do is you use ionizing radiation to uh, kill and control the cancer cells and what this ionizing radiation is is just using enough energy to remove a tightly bound electron or a a, a charged particle from from an atom and shooting that into the patient and through that will cause some damage to the dna of the of the cells kind of yeah that that's my two cents yeah i think that's sort of where where my understanding starts as well so it's essentially using high energy often it could be protons or it could be either particles or high energy photons so gamma rays or high energy Mm x-rays to hit a tissue the tissue displaces uh, atoms in the tissue displace their protons they become ionized and this ionization can cause so now they're missing an electron so they're highly reactive and they can react to different components inside the cell and the one that we want them to react is the dna because we want to bring about dna disruption yes so we kind of alluded to so you have high energy photons that can achieve this or yeah. gamma ra- uh, example being gamma radiations yeah but what about particulates you kind of alluded to that already yes so the particles they could either be electrons or protons if you remember electrons are just the things that orbit the atom whereas the protons are the actual more the, yeah. the core they're of in the nucleus yes and so electrons are light protons are heavy so if you they they affect the characteristic of the yeah. radiation so as you mentioned photons and electrons they are quite light and from my understanding was that they penetrate quite well through the skin and so let's say if you've got a tumor sitting in right in the middle of a structure it will hit the tumor and also penetrate through the back in mostly i think with photons yeah but with electrons oh, because yeah. they're so light and they have this momentum they can bounce off things whereas photons True. they um they, they know, go through they go through straight yeah. through so the difference between electrons and photons is that electrons are very superficial so yep. they're good for skin cancers for example where you want oh, that's right yep. you want it to target superficial lesions so they hit it bounce off they don't go deeper into the tissue which is good because you spare normal tissue underneath but they're bad if you let's say you want to treat a spinal or mm. a brain deep brain tumor because you can't really they don't go in they just bounce off the skull protons on the other hand yeah. they they're a lot heavier and they actually i think they have you can calculate the exact place where they're going to actually deposit and um, deposit all their energy. So yes. they'll penetrate to one point and they'll release everything and then they won't actually penetrate through to the other side. So that was very interesting. And I think it's called a Bragg peak where you can calculate the point where they release all their energy. Up. Exactly. Which is good because it's you can target really deep tissue and you can have sparing effects. So you won't damage the surrounding tissue, unlike photons, which can go deep, mm. but they can still keep traveling through until they dissipate all their energy, which mm. means that normal tissue would be affected as well. Yeah. Let's move on by yeah. talking about like what radiation doses are, or how are they measured or what's the unit? Mm. 
So a unit of radiation dose is, is termed a gray. A gray is essentially one joule per kilogram. Yeah. It sounds like a very light dose. Doesn't it doesn't it? sound like much, hey, but no. the, the thing that the radiation oncologist who taught us these topics mentioned that one joule doesn't sound a lot, but if you concentrate that entire beam onto a small tumor mass, that's a lot of energy that's being transferred into a small tissue. And that's why they're cytotoxic. Mm. That's why they're bad. Uh, as in, that's why yeah. the energies can be dangerous. Mm, exactly and I, I came across this really gorgeous diagram of like how how much joules it, uh how much grays it takes to you know how long and what kind of exposure are you can you tolerate and what at what point will it actually kill you mm. i might actually find it again and post it on facebook that page. would be good yeah. yeah um so visit our facebook page for that one yeah um but let's talk about so we kind of talked about that it causes ionization but let's actually talk about the mechanism of cell injury in a little bit more detail. Mm. So is it true that if you cause normal single DNA strain, it doesn't achieve cell death? Yes, you're right. Because let's say if, um, so we, we mentioned the mechanism of injury, right? So let's say if it only breaks one DNA strand, you've got the other strand that the DNA repair mechanisms can look and double check okay. and yeah. repair it. Whereas two DNA strands, uh, breaking of two DNA strands is lethal towards the cell where they can't really just pick up two broken strands, or not to my knowledge, and fix them up together. Yeah, and also they don't have a frame to check against because the DNA frames could be all over the mm. um, the nucleus as well. Yeah. Um, but the question is, how does this actually happen? I think there's an indirect and direct method that radiation can do this. Yes. And so what we want is the ionizing radiation to go into the body and cause the DNA breakage. And this can do, this can be achieved in two ways. The indirect one is where the ionizing radiation interacts with water. Yeah. And, and makes the, um, so it interacts with the water and causes the water to become a free radical. Mm -hmm. And then with the free radicals, it will, the, you use free radical damage to cause DNA damage. Yes. That's right, yeah. And then you have the direct, which is actually like the ionizing radiation goes in and actually destroys it, doesn't it? Destroys yes. the DNA. Yeah. Um, so that's the only difference. In, in indirect, water is important, but in direct, there's actually specific damage. Yeah. Now, when we're in, the, in our lectures learning about this, the, the radiation oncologists that taught us were really emphasizing the importance of oxygen. Mm -hmm. Why is oxygen so important, Andy? Oxygen, oxygen is a very key molecule to generate free radicals and mm. we talk about reactive oxygen species a lot and so without oxygen you don't have as much free radicals sometimes that's a good thing you know about free radicals etc. yeah we've talked about them increasing risk of cancer but in this case it actually works against our favor if the, we don't have oxygen there that's right um because you require the oxygen to generate the free radicals to help create more damage yep exactly so that oxygen is important for sort of the direct damage that is that is caused but why is it the fact that um, uh, tumors on the outside, away from the blood vessels, mm. are more resistant to radiation damage than those that are closer to the vessel? There's a beautiful diagram that you guys can have a look, I'm sure, on um, mm. on the internet to, to demonstrate this, but it's very, um, very interesting. Exactly. It's because that the larger the tumor cell, let's say if the, the blood vessel is penetrating through only uh, is from the center, the larger they grow, the further they grow away from that blood vessel, and so they get less deox they get deoxygenated mm -hmm. and and um, so you would generally, on, on rule of thumb principle, central uh, central cells in the tumor are more oxygenated compared to the, mm -hmm. further, the further they grow out. 
Yeah, and exactly. They're more reiterating the point again. Deoxygenated tumor cell on the outside would be more radio resistant because they don't have as much oxygen yep. to help create free radicals. Perfect. Yeah, that's my understanding as well. Yeah. Um, so we'll talk about a concept of fractions in a little bit, but keep this fraction concept in the back of your mind because it relates to this particular point and other important points as well. Um, but let's talk about Often we hear about the four R's. Actually, there's five R's now, aren't they? Mm-hmm. I've got a bit of a mnemonic to help us with this. So it's called oxygen resistance. This repairs population. Mm-hmm. And so the what are the five R's, Andy? The five R's of radiotherapy. You've got a repair, redistribution, reoxygenation, repopulation, and radiosensitivity. Or resistance is another way you can think yeah. about it. So what does the repair mean? Mm-hmm. This refers to the principle that tumor cells are not as likely to repair their d- damaged DNA as normal tissue would yeah. Because I think on the tumor cells usually occur from a mutation in some gene that affects the DNA repair, mm. causing more mutations. Yep. So let's say you use radiation damage to inflict damage within the, within the person's tissue. You're going to damage normal tissue, you're going to damage mm-hmm. tumor tissue, but the normal tissue is more likely to recover then, than tumor tissue. And you're right. using repair as one of your key... Uh, issues uh, a key feature to help distinguish this exactly now what does redistribution mean uh i think redistribute some so redistribution refers to having the cells go through their cell cycle and certain cell cycles are more radio sensitive and other cycles are more radio resistant yes. and if you think about it right so a cell cycle that is during the s phase i think s phase is where the dna is being duplicated mm. that is actually very radio resistant and the reason why is because I, from my understanding, is that the cells are constantly on the check of for any damages yeah. or any mutations or any um, mismatches, and then they're going to go, okay. So let's say you, if you damage the cell during that phase, they're easily going to pick it up because they're looking for it mm-hmm. and they're going to fix it up. Exactly. Whereas M phase, once everything's been duplicated and they're dividing, that's they don't look for any dub damages or uh, dub yeah. or um, mutations at that point. So if you if you dose it during that phase then they're going to die more easily. Yeah, and it's not like you're actually actively checking for cells yeah. that are in M phase. You can't do that. It's no. not possible. But we're going to talk about fractions, and fractions kind of mm. help achieve this um, uh, achieve this point. Yep. That, as we mentioned in, my, uh, in the mnemonic, was the oxygenation, uh, oxygenation resistance. Uh, this repairs population. So the next phase is oxygenation. We've mm. already mentioned about oxygenation before. Yeah. So as you kill more and more of the tumor mm. over different fractions or different period of time, the outer tumors get close to the capillaries. Mm. And so oxygen level increases. And so they become more sensitive to um, the tumors. Do you want to maybe explain what repopulation is all about? Repopulation was a bit of a confusing um, topic, uh, for a uh, confusing characteristic for me. I might ask you a question about it later, but so with regards to this, I, from my understanding is that some cancers after a dose of uh, radiotherapy can actually increase the rate that they divide. So this accelerates their, um, accelerates their division and growth. And so this is one thing that one characteristic is why they're called repopulation. Yes. But what, what's the exact significance of that? Um, so as you mentioned, as a, as you start chemotherapy or radiotherapy, uh, yeah. for some reason, it causes instead of killing the cells, it initially maybe causes a paradoxical increase in proliferation. Okay. The reason this is important is that let's say the patient, and this often occurs within the first month of treatment. The reason this is problematic is that let's say the patient experiences side effects and you need to have a dose break or a treatment break. Mm-hmm. You need to take into account that the tumors are rapidly growing now for some reason okay. so that could 
worsen the prognosis if you, if you're not if if the treatment break is going to be extensive, mm. and so you want to hopefully aim for the shortest shortest period of time where the break treatment break is possible, or mm. if not, avoid it if possible within that initial phase of the treatment. Yeah, that's the significance is that potential risk of patients getting much sicker. Yeah, let's finish up by talking about radiosensitivity or resistance. Yes. Because not every tumor, like some tumors are not inherently sensitive to, for some reason or another. Yep. So what are some of the examples of really sensitive tumors? A lymphoma, myeloma, yeah. they're really sensitive tumors. And on the other hand of the spectrum you mentioned earlier, uh, actually we didn't mention this this time, uh, we were discussing earlier, was a glioblastoma, mm. one of those um Astrocyte, uh, astrocytomas, isn't it? That's right, yeah. So if you're not sure what we're, yeah, have a listen to our brain tumors. Mm. But the reason why this is bad is that, you know, in the brain, chemotherapy is not being able to reach that site very no, it's effectively. A, it's a sanctuary. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, uh, it's protected by the blood brain barrier. And yep. these tumors are so, have such severe prognosis that, it, you know, you can't even, you know, the treatment option would be radiotherapy and they're not even sensitive to radiotherapy. So it's really problematic. Yep. You can still kill these cells, right? By giving a massive dose, mm-hmm. but the problem is that dose is going to damage your brain tissue, and so you're not going to, you know, you're going to kill the brain tissue as well. It's a lose-lose situation. Exactly. So let's talk about. Yep. While we're on the topic, fractions, because we've kind of alluded to it. What's that all about? Fractionation. So instead of giving all your radiation in just one go, you divide it out. There is a lot of logic to why mm. this works better than just doing it in one go. Yeah. Right. Um, one reason that I can think of it is that, let's say, if you give it in one go, you're going to probably get more side effects because you're killing off a lot of normal cells as well. Yeah. Given the principle of repair, where normal tissue repair a lot easier than malignant tissue, if you dose it out a bit, you give the normal tissue actually a bit of a breather to recover a bit. Perfect. Yeah. 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 That's that's one thing. What's another? Well, uh, other oxygenation thing? as well. If you give it in fractions, you're going to give the opportunity for tumor cells. Yeah. close to the blood vessels to die and for the <clears throat> outer ones to move closer into the blood vessels. Yeah. Um, and you also mentioned um, the uh, the redistribution as well because tumor cells will be undergoing different phases of the uh, cell cycle. So yeah. the ones that are affected by radiation in one fraction yeah. may not still be in the M phase, maybe in S phase. So then in the next fraction, they might have transitioned into the M phase and uh, are yes. more affected by the, the radiotherapy. Yeah. Mm. So that's why fractions are important. And often you give about 1.8 to 2 grays, and maybe the overall dose would be, let's say, five, uh, 50 grade, mm-hmm. where you're dividing it over four weeks. So okay. you get about one one point eight to two so it's grades. A, it's a cumulative thing as long as you get up to that yeah. certain amount. Yeah. It's kind of like chemo where you prescribe, let's say, a thousand milligrams, but you say, "Hey, no, a thousand is going to kill you if we give it to you in one shot." But yeah. how about we give it to you over six weeks? Hmm. Um, so what is that like? To, you know, roughly one hundred and fifty or whatever. That's hmm. you know, two hundred milligrams roughly. Yeah. So. Now that we're on the topic, let's talk about some of the side effects as well, because you can have early and late, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, what are, what would be some acute side effects? So acute side effects happen during and shortly after the completion of the treatment, right? These can be mucosal, erythema, they could be epilation, so unhairing of that mm. particular region. But yeah, so one thing that's interesting, you don't really lose your hair that's on your scalp causing alopecia unless you, know, unless you give... Chemo with it as well. Oh, yeah. Chemo with it. Because radiation usually is just a local effect rather than a systemic side effect. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And it's not surprising that mucosal cells are affected because those cells are rapidly dividing. Mm. And so, you know, they're going to be affected as well. Um, Now, what about those late toxicities? They're really concerning, I think. So with the late toxicity, they're a bit rarer, but they're actually quite difficult to manage. 
Um, these happen months to years after the treatment. Mm. And they can be unpredictable as well. So mm. you don't know who's going to get That's true. Get what. Because so these guys include, let's say, um, impacts on the bone growth. Mm. You can get secondary malignancies. And you could imagine that we're doing, using radiation, we're damaging the DNA. And that damage could cause mutations. And that's yeah. a secondary. Remember malignancy. how we talked about in brain, breast cancer when we did the podcast, how mm. patients who have females who have been treated with, who have had Hodgkin's, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma were treated with radiation therapy mm. or an elevated risk of developing breast cancer mm. for the same very reason. Mm, that's, um, that's horrible. Yeah, so it's not good. But I think generally with acute side effects, you can tend to manage it quite well, but for the late, because they're not they're unpredictable, they're much more difficult to, to manage. Yeah. So we're almost finished that, Andy. I think before we finish, we need to talk about the different modalities of treatment as well, because mm. that's really important. Um, that took, took a while for me to get my head around as well. Um, so... Let's yep. start off with um, stereotactic body radiotherapy. This is really interesting. Do you know much about it? Actually, I don't know much too much. No, that's it. okay. Um, I, I've uh, I'm doing my research project on, on, on radiation on college, so I've got so a little bit of an insight into some of this? these. I'll do the asking, and you you do. The All right, no worries. Well, in What's terms of stereotactic? stereotactic, is kind of like um, focusing really high, yeah, um, high particulate rays into a very small confined tumor, yeah, and it's kind of like doing surgery with. Um, it's called tumor ablation. You're essentially ablating or burning the tumor. Yeah. And so sometimes for brain tumors that are in a really confined space and you can't operate, yep. you can use radiotherapy to destroy those tumors um, using fine beam. They're only good for small tumors. Um, okay. I think they're, they're not good for large tumors because the beams are so narrow and so fine. Oh, that's amazing. Um, but then you also have radiation, 3D conformal radiotherapy where yep. you, you use imaging like CT and MRI to outline where the tumor is and you... Essentially, tumor your essentially uh, you target your your radiotherapy and you, t- you can adjust the depth of penetration, um, so that it only targets the tumor and spray, spares the other ones. Yeah. Um, and then you have intensity modulator, which is kind of a take on three D, but mm-hmm. the dose is highest at the center, and then it, the great it decreases as you move away from the tumor, so it has more of a tissue sparing effect. Yeah. Um, I don't think a lot of institutions do this um, because it's really time consuming. The um, radiation oncologists or Mm-hmm. The um uh, the t- technicians have to go through each tumor and outline mm-hmm. where the um the tumor lies at each slide on the CT scan to be able to really get a three D. Yeah. So it's a lot of time it's involved. Amazing. But do you know anything about particle therapy? Remember they mentioned that to us as well. That was really interesting. Particle therapy was that to do with the Bragg's um, Bragg peak and yeah yeah where well, you have to sit in that room and then the room rotates around you as opposed to the oh man yeah so so I don't think in Australia we have a particle therapy yeah uh, facility. Because of yeah, the, the technicalities are quite... And the size of the machine. It has it's massive, yeah. But I think there might be rumors of, of them making one one in, in Australia. Mm. But we don't have it. But the advantage of protons is that you can deposit it in the tissue without going too deep, uh, without affecting surrounding normal tissue. Yep. But what about brachytherapy? That's really interesting. Brachytherapy. So instead of actually shooting a, a beam yep. into the patient, you actually surgically, is it surgically or just place the, um, deposit a, a um, radioactive material yeah. near the, yep. near the uh, tumor. That, that's I think I'm so. Thinking. So there's two ways of doing it. So okay. one is called uh, the interstitial brachytherapy where you put this radioactive source inside the tissue. So maybe it's the prostate or maybe it's the cervix and the patient has that in that, yeah. which is kind of concerning for the family members because you, you know, there's that risk of yeah. passing that, uh, affecting the radiation being passed on to you know people that you come in contact with. But the one that you mentioned, I think is contact. It's called contact brachytherapy where you just put the radioactive material near the tumor for a specific amount of time. So obviously they're the 
superficial tumors that you can see so skin cancers or cervical cancer or vaginal cancers mm-hmm. and then you remove it after um after a time yeah and so they're not permanently have this in them they're just they come in for their treatments and they, they, they go home but yeah so th- so that's brachytherapy i'm not sure how popular or how common this is in in mm-hmm. australia or, or overseas yeah so yeah so you have particle therapy you have radiotherapy and you have brachytherapy in terms of your treatment modalities very cool um so that's it do you want to add anything else to it i don't know maybe we should summarize the five hours because yeah. that i can see that being examined uh, in the future okay so five hours once again repair redistribution reoxygenation repopulation and radiosensitivity or as Hamid's are beautifully worded mnemonic or uh, sorry the memory aid is oxygenation resistance disrepair population yeah beautiful so that's it guys thanks for tuning in um that's radiation oncology so thanks for tuning in thank you for listening to the comments to our Common Rounds podcast. You can find all of our episodes, notes, selective experiences, and much more content on our website. So come visit us at thecommonrounds.wordpress.com. And see you next time.